It is Monday, January 29th, 2024. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Hope everybody out there had a wonderful, wonderful, good, safe weekend. How you doing, dude? I'm doing great. Can't complain at all. Um, you know, watched some football yesterday, mm -hmm. some big mm -hmm. games. Uh, we had some decent signings and uh, some things happen within the awards season that I'm excited to talk to you about. Um, but somebody had a big old birthday over the weekend. Yeah. So I want to make sure everyone says happy birthday to my boy, C. Rosie. How you Thank doing? You. How are you feeling? Good, 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 good. It was Saturday. It was fun. I got to watch Brady's first inter-squad scrimmage of the year. That was fun. We went out to dinner. Uh, missed out having our oldest son, but he was back working in San Diego. So that's the way it goes. Um, yeah, it's fun. You know, you don't make a big deal about it when you get to this ripe old age. Yeah. I feel you, bro. Sometimes I'm like, why don't we Why don't we celebrate more? And then I'm like, when it comes yeah. to, to the day, I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah, it doesn't feel any different. I used to get it like, oh, yay, it's my birthday. But it was very nice to hear from a lot of people. I certainly appreciated it. A lot of no people question. love you, C-Rose. I know, and that people. was very, very kind. And so I want everybody to celebrate by watching the latest episode of The Rose Rotation with Albert Bell. It is out now. Uh, it was fascinating. He gave us a full hour of his time, which I really appreciated. So go enjoy that. Let me know in the comments. All right, a uh, couple more signings over the weekend. Uh, my buddy Carlos Carrasco headed back to Cleveland. I believe that's on a minor league deal. Alex Wood uh, will be pitching for the A's. We think they're still going to be in Oakland this year. But let's talk about the Cubs, and it's the reason I'm wearing that hat today. Uh, they signed one of the top relievers left on the market. Hector Neris, one year, nine mil is reportedly what he's going to get. So after a slow offseason start, Chicago has certainly picked up the pace. What would you like to see their next move be? I know a lot of people have been clamoring for Belly to go back there. We're talking about Dansby Swanson literally sitting on stage saying, we need to sign this guy. But if I was running that team, which I'm not, uh, I would do, I'll go get Matt Chapman. Mm. Put him in at third base. This team can play defense, right? You put him, Dansby, Nico, all, all together. That's a very, very nice infield. And another reason, probably the biggest reason I would say to go do that. First of all, Chapman is I think I think undervalued. I do. I think this guy still has his best offensive seasons ahead of him. I truly believe that. Uh, people can talk about his age and you know the defense is going to deteriorate. I, I'm not so sure about that. The way this guy's body moves and the way it is, I think he's going to be just fine. Go put Chapman there. Have an all-world defensive infield. Love that. But I'm a Pete Crow Armstrong guy. Mm. Like he's a top prospect in baseball. He's your number one prospect, 22 overall, I believe. Like his time is coming. So if you go get Belly, and I know Belly can play first base and do all those things, but I'd rather put Chapman there, put PCA permanently in center field and just kind of roll with it there. That's that's kind of my thought process. Uh, I think Chapman's going to cost a little bit less than Belly. You can use that to go fortify mm -hmm. your rotation. Um, then use some of the infield pieces, maybe make a trade here or there. Whatever it is, I think Chapman's probably the best option for them at this point. It's a good call. Uh, first of all, I want to give Hector Neris a little bit of love. Um, the only other reliever over the last three seasons to pitch at least 70 games is Emmanuel Classe of Cleveland. So this guy is dependable. Uh, he's been very, very good at times over his career. And, you know, I know he had that weird incident in Seattle, which I did not like, uh, but I've heard a few things. Um, Todd Callis, I think, was on foul territory last week and talked about how he's a great guy in the clubhouse. So it's nice to hear a guy who's around him every day say, 
good things about him. So Chicago, good move there. For me, I am going way out here. Okay, I can't wait. Okay. I think they need to make a trade for a starting pitcher. And I know people mm -hmm. say, well, hold on. They're fine with starting pitching. And they picked up Shota. They still have got Tyone back. Uh, Justin Steele's the ace of their staff now. Um, Kyle Hendricks is around for another year. All that sort of stuff. Okay, I dig it. If you're going to compete and not just try and win the Central, but try and really compete with the likes of the Braves and the Phillies and the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks and maybe the Padres, depending on what they do. I don't think I left anybody out there. Go get yourself somebody who I think can still be really good. Bring back Dylan Cease. You have seven of the top 100 prospects. You're the only team to have seven, I think. Utilize those guys. You know, you got rid of Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez for Jose Quintana many moons ago. Why not bring back the guy you drafted all those years ago? I know he still has two years left before free agency. Hopefully you'll work out a deal and hopefully he's your dude on the north side for a while. But I dig him. Didn't he finish runner up in the Cy Young a couple years ago? He's a stud. There's only one problem with your thought process. I want the twins to go get him. So sorry. <laughs> ah, okay, good. I was like, oh shit, did I screw something <laughs> up again? I don't know. Listen, I you know me. It's not about making all the prospects grow up together and then they be one big happy family. I think you use some of those guys in the top 100 yes. to go solidify your team right now. 100%. You know? And only one of those top seven prospects is a pitcher. It's supposed to be very good, but, you know, we're talking about arms. Go get go get me somebody that we know can be dominant. Yeah, I, I I agree about the rotation. I think it's it's solid. Uh, I don't think it's spectacular. And I think adding somebody like a Dylan Cease can make it like okay, like here we go. I, I still I really I, I really like Matt Chapman in those beautiful Cubs uniforms, uh, which I am on record as saying is one of the best unis in all of baseball. It's pretty good. All right, let's move on. The BBWAA Awards were in New York City over the weekend. We got to see a side of Shohei Otani that we really haven't been privy to. Uh, in his six seasons in the States, he gave his acceptance speech in English and shouted out his new team. To the Dodgers organization for believing in me, I'm looking forward to this next phase in my, in my career. To all the fans around the world that support not, not only me, but Major League Baseball, we thank you and appreciate you. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. We've seen that throughout the offseason with the guys that have come over from both Japan and Korea, and they have captivated us. And I don't think we are appreciative enough of guys who come over here and learn English and step out on a platform where it can be awfully scary, because I sure as hell know that I wouldn't want to speak Japanese to anybody in the near future. A lot of people are like, well, he's playing in America and he needs to learn English. It's like, all right, dude, look, I know a lot of guys that went over to Korea and Japan. They don't learn Korean in Japan. They might learn a few words to help them get around, but no, none of them are taking press conferences speaking right. Korean or speaking Japanese. So uh, to be able to do that, and the English is a, English is a very hard and difficult language to learn, you got to give your applause there. Yep. That was awesome. Really cool to hear. And we haven't heard his voice very much, so it was kind of nice to You're hear right, those. dude. You're right. <laughs> You know, I like that. I dug it. Um, outside of injury, 
is there anything that cannot make the relationship between the Dodgers and Otani work? I mean, not winning. Like, if they just don't win over this time period, I think, I don't know if that means their relationship didn't work. I think Shohei has proved that he's a guy that's, you know, is just upfront, very honest, um, a, a good person. Um, I don't see him going like super Hollywood. Like I, maybe he, I, I, I do see him doing some, uh, some more stuff like on screen for sure. But like, I mean, like Hollywood, like, like kind of like D bag Hollywood. Uh, so I don't know, Chris. You, you sent me this question. I, I was thinking, like, what, what could happen? Like, what could happen in that relationship? And I just, I think it's it's a perfect pairing. So no, I really don't think anything other than the fact that if they just were bad, they were a bad baseball team. And you can't convince me that that's going to happen anytime soon with the Dodgers and the roster they have and the people they have locked up. So I don't have anything unless you figure some stuff out. I, I, I will say no. Um, Do you think he pitches? Obviously, he's not going to pitch in 2024. Do you think he pitches the remaining nine years of his contract, or do you think at some point that fizzles out? Because to me, that's the only sticking point. Well, that's I I had that, but that's kind of injury-related. Um, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe at some point, he's just – his body yeah. can't hack it, and it's not like a major injury that derails his ability to pitch, but it's just like – Listen, would you rather have a guy that hits 35 bombs or a guy that's going to give you a mid-fours ERA? I think the relationship could would only be looked down upon if they don't win. And then even during that, if they don't win, he's only making $2 million a year mm -hmm. on the books or whatever it is. I know, I know they have to put some money in escrow or whatever. But that deferred money, when it gets to that, and they're like using that as an excuse to not go do mm -hmm. things like, or something, like maybe at that point, people are like, oh, that show is hurting us again. Uh, but during the contract, I, I honestly don't see anything. Just because I, I, we've come to know the type of person that Shohei is, and he, he's just he's detail oriented, and I think he cares about his image. I think he's a good person, and. We haven't seen him freaking stumble once since he's been over here. No. And most importantly, you feel like when you watch him, you're getting every ounce of energy out of his body. You never feel cheated as a fan. You're like, God, this doesn't look like he gives every effort. Now, you've heard behind the scenes that he would rearrange his start days and things of that nature. Um, but I think you have to kind of take that that kind of comes along with the territory for a guy who's doing something so unprecedented. Like, he doesn't feel like he wants to pitch here. He'll want to pitch every sixth day. And I get it. It's an adjustment for everybody else in the rotation. I'm not saying it's not. But I think that as a teammate, and certainly as a fan base, you're willing to accept that sort of stuff with open arms. I, I don't feel like it's preferential treatment. I feel like it's doing what is best for the team for everybody, even though it really revolves around him. I think baseball is going that way anyway. I think six man rotations are what's going to happen mm. in the future. Really? I, they, you need innings and you need guys, you need, you already need six or seven major league caliber, caliber starters, you mm. know, to fill the throughout the season with injuries and, 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 and guys just aren't going deep into games. So I think teams are already looking at that as like a solution. Like, all right, we got, a couple guys that we can rely on for, you know, 150 to 180, but the rest of you are going to throw us 100 to 120 innings apiece, and we're going to spread it out. So 
I kind of think that that's already the future of pitching. Interesting. Interesting. All right, so we are less than two weeks away now from the big game in Las Vegas between Kansas City and San Francisco. So I'm curious, do you want a free haircut after the big game? Well, if the final score meets or beats 75 total points, you could win a free haircut at Supercuts. That's if you register at supercutshighscore.com. You're probably wondering, well, Rose, why 75? Because Supercuts has been cutting America's hair since 1975. And 75 just so happens to be the highest ever combined score, the big old game. So we're looking for the over on the Supercuts high score of 75 points for the chance to catch free cuts at Supercuts salons nationwide. The fact that over 75 hit four times during the regular season and last year's big game fell just two points shy. And let's remember, Kansas City played in that game. That total was 73. So head on over to supercutshighscore.com to register, read the terms and conditions, and for eligibility as well. So register right now, supercutshighscore.com. You could score a haircut after this year's big game. Best of luck. All right, we continue on. The Atlanta Braves had their fan fest. It was nice. The guys were all dolled up with their uh, with them with their dates on Friday. I think they all looked super classy and and nice. Might just stop by Supercuts for a quick. Uh, cut before the, trim yeah before the weekend uh and then they met with the media as well spencer strider threw this one out at us you know there, there should be no um acceptance of anything less than winning a world series in this organization this is this is you know i said it a little bit ago and i believe it i'm biased but this is the most talented team in baseball um you know I mean, we, we need to set our bar as high as possible and anything less than that is is an underachievement for us do you like that a player put this sort of uh, open pressure on his teammates. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's fan base feels that with Atlanta, I think ownership front office feels that. And obviously the players, that's the goal. They, they've been, they've been to the dance. They want to, they want to be uh King and queen. Were you prom King? I bet you were, weren't you? What was I no? prom queen King? Uh no, I definitely You're so popular. Was not. No, I was I was I was the guy that got along with everybody. I wasn't like the most popular kid, but I was the guy who usually got along that's with who, every group. Usually that's who wins prom king. You know who's prom king? My uh, friend Ollie. Shout out Ollie. Oh um, Ollie. Yeah, he was nice. Awesome. I, I have no problem saying this. You know, when I was with the twins, our thing was always let's go win the central. Let's go win our division. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Uh it made sense for us at the time because our teams weren't maybe necessarily as good. You know, when I got there, my first year when the Twins had already run off all those division championships, mm -hmm. we had those guys, the expectations were a little bit more lofty. But I think you kind of gauge what you are as a team. And most teams will say, let's just go get to the dance. Like, let's go win the division. That's the goal, number one. And then we'll figure out where we go from there. The Braves, I mean, you're winning 100 games plus a year. Like, that, all the other stuff doesn't matter at that point. So I have no problem for him to put the pressure on, not only because I know he believes it, but also because I think every single person on that team believes it. I mean, that, this is, I don't, I guess I really haven't thought about it too much. If I would say they're definitively the most talented team in baseball, mm. they are definitely one of the most talented teams in baseball. I think the Dodgers have a, a some sort of a say in that and some other teams, you still talk about the Astros. Um, I have no problem, Chris, and, and I don't see how anybody could. Well, 
I have no problem with it, but I will disagree with you. I think there's a way that a lot of fans could. Okay. Um, I've heard fans say, oh, my God, why don't, why don't they just stop talking and just play? <laughs> just go play that because now it's out there. And now when we play a big series against the Dodgers or the Phillies, all those players are going to point and say, oh, so you think you're the most talented team. And when, you know, like people don't like it when you say the bulletin board material stuff. I loved it. I loved his honesty. I thought he was forthright. And several times a year on this show, we will ask, is it World Series or bust? And so I feel that way, certainly about the Braves and about the Dodgers. And I believe about the Phillies. I'm not so sure any other team in the National League I can measure in those circles. I can feel it about the Astros. I'm not sure yet about the Rangers. I'm worried about a few things with their team. Um, and I'm not so sure that anybody else counts. No team in the Central, certainly. And in the AL East, like, do you feel that way about Baltimore, that it's World Series or bust for them? They, they haven't done enough in the offseason. No, I, 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 do, I do not feel that way. Right. So, we're, so right now, I, I've got four teams. Philadelphia, Atlanta, the Dodgers, and um, the Astros that I would expect – players up on a dais talking to the media to say that and feel that way about their teams. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, 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 I don't even know if I'd add the Phillies into that, but I think, I, I think I would, I think I would actually, you know, they, they've been close enough um, and they have the big dogs. Like, and it's like, it's time. So I, I guess I agree with that one. Yeah. I, I, now people can agree or disagree. If you think the Phillies should be included in that like group. on par with that yes but i believe that the players feel that yes way. now yes if if you ask players they'll all say well yeah if you don't show up on february 15th the first day of spring training thinking you can't win the world series and you don't belong here all right take some of the dudes away from and you just pull them aside and you're like you guys have a shot at winning the world series i'll be like Fuck, no <laughs> you got no shot not as not as currently constructed right no it's no no, I don't think I was ever on a team that was like, we're going to win the World Series. That sucks. Never. Man. It does. Maybe 2010, I wasn't really on that team. They had some some thoughts, but, you know, we lost Joe Nathan earlier in that year. That's a, That was a big blow. Matt Capps saved the season, but. Matt Capps. Yeah, we traded Wilson Rums for him. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Which we absolutely. needed him. People will say that was a bad trade because then Mauer didn't no. catch anymore. We could have had Wilson Ramos, but we needed Matt Capps that year to win the division. All right. Speaking of uh, your your team, the Minnesota Twins, bigger story to come out of the AL Central this weekend. While at Twins Fest, Byron Buxton was asked about returning to center field this year. He said, oh, yeah, I'm back. Or that Detroit signed top infield prospect Colt Keith to a six-year, $28.5 million deal could end up being worth more than 80 mil through team options and escalators. And he has yet to have a major league at bat. I think obviously the bigger story is Byron Buxton uh, manning center field again. I was actually right there when he said it and um, he said it with conviction. Now I don't know how many games that's going to be. I think that's kind of the caveat there. How many games is Byron going to play in center field? If I had to put a number on it, which I haven't talked to anybody, this is just coming off the top of my head. I think it's like 80 games. I think they'd be like happy with that. And then like another 40 to 50 at DH. And then I think they'd be like very happy with that 
full season of Byron Buxton. The reason I say I think it's the bigger story is it kind of twins have a log jam, man. They got a lot of major league ready talent that they don't have roster spots for. Like they, like Kepler, Polanco, last year's of their deals. Uh, they got to figure out something with that. Um, you know, what's Alex Kirilov? What's his uh, role going to be on the team? Because if if Polanco the second base, Eddie Julian's going to play. Is Eddie Julian going to be the first baseman? Alex Kirilov's really not an outfielder. Like there's uh, Trevor Larnick sitting there in AAA. Like Matt Walner made his debut last year, so and he did great. So like, there's a big roster crunch here, especially if Byron uh, is in center field. You know, where Willie Castro? There's so many guys there. So I think it's that's going to get the ball rolling on a trade. I would love, love if Dylan Cease came to the Twins and we got rid of some of the prospects, put some major league talent there with them as well. Um, I don't know if that's going to come to fruition, uh, but I think just the fact that he's out there is great for the Twins and great for Byron and great for the fans of Minnesota to see him patrolling and baseball in general. Seeing Byron out there is is mm-hmm. awesome. But I think the, the reason I think it's the biggest story, and I do want to give Colt Key some love, um, it's just because of that. It's going to set things in motion. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the under on the 80 games played in center field. Sure. He hasn't done it since 2022 when he only did it for 51. So I, I think if he gets back to that number, I think once again, they might be 50. Yeah. I mean, 50 okay. to 70, it's not going to be half in my opinion. I just don't see it. He's 30 years old now and they just, they need to have him and a productive Byron Buxton. Well, you'd laugh, but at, at 30 years old, some guys are moving off the center field position to a corner, right? I mean, it happens not with everybody, but it does happen to some guys and a dude who's had health concerns that might be at the top of the order. But to me, I think this Colt Keith story is huge, huge, right? If you're able to wrap up a guy like use Corbin Carroll last year and he got a nine figure deal. And you know what? He's going to end up saving the Diamondbacks a shitload of money based on what he has done so far as a major leaguer. Cole Keith, if the max they have to pay him over the next nine years is $82 million, and he's probably not going to hit all those escalators, but still, like, this could be a remarkable savings. They're going to give him every chance to win an infield spot in spring training. Well, he's going to be He's going to be their second base. What do you mean? That's what it, that's exactly. I mean, listen, if, if it, if it doesn't happen, something's wrong, right? That's something went terribly wrong in spring training. If he's not the guy at second base, you're right. Um, I, you can always use the Scott Kingery model. He's the guy that was signed for the, by the Phillies. They ended up paying him $24 million. They just paid him a uh, team buyout for last year for a million bucks or whatever it was for, I guess this season. And he gave them virtually nothing. 325 games of meh. That's what it was. So that's the low end. Now, the question is, did that prevent the Phillies from doing any other business? Well, to me, it looks like since they gave Kingery that deal, they gave Bryce Harper $300 plus million. They brought back Aaron Nola. They've given Schwarber and Castellanos money. Like, they haven't prevented. That has not prevented the Phillies from doing what they wanted to do with their team. So this is a huge, huge move by a Detroit team that is, in my opinion, an up-and-comer. Yeah, they definitely are. And uh, I watched some Colt Keith highlights. First of all, I feel like his name should be Keith Colt, but that's neither ah. here nor there. <laughs> that's uh, Colt, right? Uh, Colt Keith, I have a comp for him. And you already mentioned his name. His swing looks like Corbin Carroll. 
Mm. Like big leg lift, kind of he, he manipulates the leg lift. He can go big. He can go uh, like almost like a no stride, kind of like flat through the zone, just like Corbin Carroll. Um, I, I if, if I was a GM, I'd be doing this so much. And I know there's the story. You talk about Kingry. There's success stories as well. More success stories than not. Go look at the Atlanta Braves roster. So, I mean, especially nowadays, Chris, when we're talking all the minor league parks are equipped with, equipped with TrackMan, you have all the metrics. Like, it's probably a little bit easier to identify what guys um, are going to do it. And this guy's done it not only at every level, but also against, you know, you go to the Arizona Fall League. I think that's a big thing for prospects and, and young guys and, and organizations to see. How do you do against the best? Because those are the guys that are going to be in the big leagues. The fifth starter in double A is not going to be in the fucking big leagues. I, I I had that made very apparent to me by a hitting coach one day, and it really changed my perspective on guys in the minor leagues. Uh -huh. If you're a guy that beats up on the fourth and fifth guys and your numbers reflect that, and at the end they're like, oh, those are great numbers, but you struggle against the better competition, I don't think you're going to do well in the big leagues. Because th though. Those guys are going to be the ones in the big leagues. And those are the fourth and fifth starters. The aces in double A are the fourth and fifth starters in the big leagues. So if you can't hit those dudes, you ain't going to be in the big leagues. This guy's done it against the best competition. Mm. He's always hit. So that's when you like, that's when you feel confident as an organization to say, here's a little bit of change. Now, you know, it's not about the first six years guaranteed. They don't care about that. It's the option years after that. Right. That's where they start to save the money. Yeah. Um, and by the way, let me just solidify the point about Atlanta. I know that they paid those guys once they got to the major leagues, right? Acuna, Albies, Michael Harris, Spencer Strider, all those guys. But it was very, very early in their career, in some cases, sure. months at the major league level. And then they guys started. Would guys, guys will jump at these offers. Whether the PA wants them to or not, when you have a chance to totally. solidify your future in something you've worked so hard for your entire life, you take it. All right, uh, last thing. I got two fun things before we get out of here. Washington Nationals came out with some new-ish uniforms, and they've been getting blasted on social media. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I think I understand why. You haven't seen them yet? That's your first reaction? No, I mean, I haven't really studied them. Well, I'll say this. Uh, the block lettering, I'm out. Get over block lettering, people. That looks so generic, not into it. I don't mind the V-neck. The other one looks good. I want to see what kind of pants they're going to wear with that. Like, is there going to be some Navy on the pants, like a mm. color block Navy somewhere? Um, I, I like the, I like the V-neck one. You know what? To me, the, the worst news was that they're getting rid of the cherry blossom uniforms yeah. after this. What are we doing here? Like huge mistakes. Those, right were, there. those were one of the uh, really good uniforms that were out there. Yes. Right. The city connect jerseys like the, it's a lot of pressure understand. on the next City Connect jersey. That's all I'm saying, because that was a very good one. Well, I don't know if they'll be doing one anytime in the near future. Did they make an announcement that that's what they're going to be doing? Aren't, I don't know. Don't all teams have City Connect jerseys every year? Not not every team has revealed theirs. Like This is like the fourth year of City Connect. Okay, not bad. Uh, every team has been doing that. Um, yeah, the, whoa, whoa. Man, got a cough. My God, I sound like Sean Smith, the referee in the, uh, oh. in the Chiefs... Uh, uh, Ravens game yesterday. I got a little joking spoken in my connecting aside. Um, Vinny Pasquantino, our buddy, went to the Royal Rumble down at the Trop. Good for him. He's a little bit of a WWE fan. So I'm curious. 
which person at our company do you think could make it as a wrestler or a promoter, Paul Heyman type, in the WWE world? I'm going to go, I think, a little off where people think he'd go. You think a big, strong dude, and we don't really have those working at John Boy Media. <laughs> I'm kind of the show pony as it stands right now, and I don't think I could fit in the WWE like category. Uh, so I'm going to go uh, with the guy. You got to have energy, right, in Ew. WWE and showmanship. And mm. I think this guy has really come into his own since he's been hired here. Oh, hold on. You know what? Let's write it down. Can you write it okay. down? And then let's hold up the sign and see if we've got the same guy. I and don't you know have I mean? any paper to write on right now. You're kidding yes, me. I, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't know if I'm going to spell his name right, but I think I am. Uh, I wonder if I... Oh, God. Mine's, mine's small, but I got it. I'm ready. Hold on. Let me see if I can... Uh, if, I, I, wanna, I don't want to misspell his name. I, I would hate to do that. It's not you, Dan. I know you're also one of the show ponies. Okay, oh, yeah. we get well, it, bro. You're jacked it. and young. All right. Ready? Yep. One, two. Oh, you wrote Dalton Feely. Good one. Did I misspell yes. Penix's name? No, that's good, I think. Okay. Um. All right, you go first. Uh, I just think that Dalton has one of those personalities that you, you kind of like have to love him. And then... The transition from like love, he'd be singing. He's kind of like looks different from, you know, he's a little skinnier than those WWE guys. Um, the transition from him going from good guy to heel would be awesome. I think a yeah. heel Dalton could be amazing. Fascinating. I don't, I don't know. He's so nice. I'm not so sure he could pull that off, but that would be one of the amazing 180s in the history yes. of the sport. Yeah. I, you know what? I started thinking about it because Pennick. Pennick is a guy that he could be like Paul Heyman, who's Roman Reigns' promoter, right? Like yeah. he could he could be the guy who dresses up in the suit and is does all the shit talking for his wrestler. I, I he can would see be that perfect, perfect for that because I don't want to see Pennick in a leotard anytime soon. I would Nothing. like to see someone come bash him with a chair, you know, like how sometimes the promoters they get into it too. They do. Sometimes they get hit. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So there you go. I don't know what that says about me and Penick's relationship, but I would love to see that. You know what? Why don't, why don't people throw in the comments who they'd like to see in the WWE okay. world? Yeah. I got I I did kind of get sucked into the Royal Rumble the other night. That is my I'm not like a huge wrestling guy, but the last couple of years I've paid attention to it. And yeah, they just got paid, bro. Oh yeah. That's my that's one of my old agents who did that deal, Nick Khan. Good for him. Yeah, no shit, huh? God. All right. Um, so that'll do it. No, uh, Rourke is trying to throw us Hey, any thoughts on the Yankees gorgeous new road uniforms. No. What do they change? Uh, okay. First of all, I need to see them in person. Not like some sort of rendered drawing. Like it's the Titanic. That's so Yankees to just do that. Like, come on. Here are our rendered drawings of our road uniforms. Why don't they model them? You know, we just had Aaron Judge's big charity event. You couldn't gotten a couple guys to throw some stuff on, take a few photos, and put it out on social media? No, here's our rendered drawings that look like they're from 1911. Come on, Rourke, clean it up. That's the last time they won a World Series. Ooh. All right, we're back at it again Go later trends. this week. And don't forget, we're going to be returning to live action very, very soon. And we cannot wait for that. You'll join us on our YouTube channel. It'll be awesome. 
Uh, for the one-of-a-kind Dan Rourke pushing new Yankees road uniforms down our throat today. And the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you later this week on Baseball Today.